I still have not processed it. Mostly, mostly the decision after the trial. Because seeing Miss Michelle, Antoine's mother, step out of the courthouse and to see the look on her face and us not even know what the verdict is, I could tell by the look on her face what it was, and I will never forget that look, and I still have not processed that night. Cool. Cheers. Oh, yes, my seltzer water, yeah. Cheers. Welcome, we're happy to have you. Thank you for having me. I do have a... Like cherry syrup, if you want to make it like a build your own cherry. Oh, right. Italian soda. Listen, that's gonna have to be for later. And then I'll pretend like I'm drinking with y'all. That's yeah. yeah. Hey, we can stick a cherry in there. We got cherries all around. It's great. It's gonna feel like I'm 16 at like Christmas dinner all over again. Shirley with the, oh, you know what I'm saying? The, the what would they call it? The virgin strawberry daiquiri. Also, <laughs> just like a regular ass Shirley Temple is. Like, so fucking chef's kiss. On like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, also, have you seen Shirley Temple Kid on the internet? I mean, no. Should I? Genius of... It's like a little kid drinking Shirley Temple? Utilizing a child. <laughs> <laughs> His cuteness. Yo. <laughs> Not the right wording, but like... How he Nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, welcome to Nerves of Seal. Welcome back. Yo. Uh, so, I'm Jill. I'm Alex, most of the time. And I'm Brittany Chantel. Yeah, so Brittany is joining us today. Uh, Brittany and I met each other years ago when I first moved back to Pittsburgh. Uh, We used to work together with Venture Outdoors. Since then, our lives have taken very different turns from there. Um, And Brittany's been super active in the Black Lives Matter movement throughout Pittsburgh for years now. And she's here to talk about that and talk about mental toughness and what's going on in the world. So, thank you for being here. Totally. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's um, exciting. Do you want to give us just a little background about yourself besides that very nice intro that Jill yeah, just that was really very great. succinctly put together? That was really great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I'm a hip-hop, pop artist, visual artist, um, public speaker, activist. I majored in criminal justice, and I say that only because I feel like I did the complete opposite of what I had planned to do with my major. Because <laughs> uh, really, for real, when I set out, I joined the Army National Guard, which was, you know, um, hashtag regret. Um, <laughs> and you make some weird choices. Yeah, yeah, you know, especially when they say you get free, uh, you know, free college for four years and stuff. So, but um, yeah, I, you know, my my original intention was actually to become a cop with a criminal justice major, and I was actually accepted into the Pennsylvania uh, State Trooper Academy. And so, like, I um, I had, like, a real turn of, turn of events my senior year in college. I mean, I definitely, you know, there was times throughout college where um, I was just like, ah, I don't think this is for me, but it wasn't until uh, Michael Brown was murdered where I was like, oh, I cannot associate myself with this. Like, I can't wear the same uniform. I can't, like, like I'm not helping anybody by wearing this uniform. Like, this is, you know, it's a bunch of bullshit. So, um, you know, I basically have taken my knowledge that I gained through my degree and flipped it and used it for activism, you know, because yeah. it's activism, um, in my opinion. And again, like, I ain't speaking for everyone. I, I'm not speaking for every activist. Um, I think to be a, you know, quote unquote, good activist, whatever, you know, you want to, you know, say is good, um, you have to have education. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you got to go to college for that education, um, but you got to know your history. Your yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, that was a little bit of a side note, but. Can I ask you a question about college? Yes. Sorry. Do you feel like the education you received in college was representative of actual history? Now that I feel like there's a lot of history unfolding that, like, we learned in our entire education that was whitewashed. Right. I definitely... So, I had two professors that I really fucked with. And um, I didn't get to take their classes until I was a junior and senior. And it was wild because they were the two professors that everybody was like, 
yo, fuck these professors, they're the hardest ones. Yeah. And you know, like, of course. On, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they actually make you fucking yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. You know, on rape, my professor was like, she gave me a D and I really deserved an A, yeah. you know, and yeah. I was like, damn, you? you know, I was like, shit, I was really nervous about taking these classes. And, um, you know, I had this professor, and, and, you know, this is getting to the answer to your question. I had this professor who, um, unfortunately, I, I forget which situation it was, but there was a black man that was murdered by the police because it happens so fucking often. Um, and it was the next day and we came into class and she said, hold up, don't sit down. And she said, if you believe Black Lives Matter, get on this side of the classroom. And if you believe Blue Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, anything else, get on this side of the classroom. When was this? This was 2015. Okay. Maybe, maybe like the bridge into the into 15. You know, it was my senior year, so I graduated in 15. Um, and she played the video, or no, she said who she said who wants to be a cop. And you know, like we had people on both sides who. And this is like criminal justice. Yeah, like class. a people whole, are all in this major. a whole oh, criminal yeah. justice class. Um, and she, you know, we're all seniors. We're all seniors in this class. Um, she said, "Who wants to be a cop?" There's people on both sides that raise their hand. And then she was like, "Okay, uh, I'm gonna play this video. And if you are black, please feel free feel free to excuse yourself from the class because this is like this is heavy." And she gave a content warning and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, like, two people got, got up and left because they didn't want to watch the video, understandably. Mm-hmm. And she played the video. And she said, okay, now I'm going to ask again. You can switch sides of the room if you, like, changed your mind, right? And, like, one person switched over from, like, All Lives Matter side to Black Lives Matter. And then she was like, okay, so let me break this down for you. And she just broke down all of the ways in which policing is not working for everyone. You know what I mean? It's not built for everybody, especially the black community, indigenous community. So she just broke it down into these very simplistic levels where like, I feel a middle schooler, elementary kid could understand. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it was basic, basic level. And so she was like, she was like, you know, she's, she said her piece and she was like, basically, she was like, I'm going to say this. And she looked over at the side of the classroom that was like, you know, uh, all lives matter and stuff and blue lives matter. And she was like, if you are going to become a police officer, I'm scared. And she was like, like you can watch this and still yeah. stay. Yeah. 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 She was like, I'm scared. And she even broke down, you know the difference between, you know, why we say Black Lives Matter. Because right. that a lot of people, that's their first uh, issue is, you know, well, 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 all lives matter, you know, and they, they don't get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so, okay, then you educate them. And then, you, and then they're like, oh, well, still all lives matter. So she broke that down. And she was just like, I'm afraid. I'm scared. Yeah. And that was like, I was like, oh, my God. And so, that's your senior year of yes, college. Yes. You're having like this about to awakening go in. moment. Yes. Yeah. And not to mention, you don't need a bachelor's degree to be a cop. Right. Let's say that, right? Yeah. That was okay. like, they're going yeah. that yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, so, long story short, to answer your question, 100% I've, I had professors, you know, these two specific, specific professors that I'm thinking of that taught us actual history and, like, actual critical thinking skills yeah. within the criminal justice system mm-hmm. other professors just taught, taught by the book and the book was in 1912 you know yeah. and all this shit this you know? law was passed yeah. and everybody agreed <laughs> yeah. with it right and nothing well, bad ever and happened then you again. take the little test that was like what law was passed in yeah. 1912 <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like well that's like sadly <laughs> like with any major right it's like yeah you're just learning what's on a page and you memorize it you take a test and you're done you don't actually think about yeah Right. So whether you're going trying to be a cop, a doctor, a teacher. I mean, I taught for a while mm-hmm. and the amount of teachers that didn't know how to actually teach. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you weren't taught about actual you're taught, like theory of yeah. teaching. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's astonishing. Yeah. So right. for somebody to be in charge of in charge of a life in such a way, essentially, yeah. at this point in time. That's terrifying. Totally. Right. And you think, like, if you think about public safety and what teachers are there for, why cops are there, 
theoretically should be same level. You're there to yeah. inform, educate, mm-hmm. protect, serve the public. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck does a cop have a gun? Like, facts. Right? Mm-hmm. That, like, why facts. teachers have been, <laughs> in, I feel like in our lifetimes, teachers have been in way more gun, I mean, I don't fucking know every single thing that ever, has ever happened to a cop, but I mean, it just feels like cops get in those situations where they need their guns because, like, it was aggravated into that situation. 100%. Like, you should be able to never have to ever touch your gun in your whole career. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be a good cop to me. Absolutely. Yeah. It's... Like, where you can just be like, hey, let's make it so no one gets fucking hurt. Yeah. yeah. Well, someone on Twitter had said, like, oh, like, people are so scared about abolishing police. What would it look like? And someone was like, how about the um, are you okay line? And you call the are you okay line. They answer, hi, are you okay? No. Someone just stole my car. All right. Well, we're sorry that that happened, but someone's going to be over on the way to collect the information, and we're going to do the best we can (laughs) to to make sure that the person who stole your car is okay, too, and that they're not having a mental breakdown or, you know, excuse me, me, a mental health uh, crisis. And, um, you know, and that they're okay, and we're going to try and return your property back to you safe and sound. If that doesn't happen, then we will be back in contact with further information, you know? (laughs) And it's also so fucking crazy because I think people also, like, if you commit a crime, if you're already, like, in the throes of something, you're like, well, now we're fucked, so we may as well just keep going. 100%. Because now we're running from the law because we, whatever it is. So we yeah. may as well just keep going. Well, part of a cop aggravating a situation is just them pulling up because we all know that yeah. cops carry guns. We all know. It's and, a conditioned response. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And, and now now that we have seen so many black people get <clears throat> murdered on camera, which, you know, I do have to pause and say, rest in peace to the people who were murdered by police that where their see. situation wasn't filmed and we don't even know about because yeah. there are it's thousands. Thousands. And I think now, I mean, on also... In the wake of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and all this coming up again when all the eyes are on cops and police brutality, so many lives have been ended by cops. In these, like, how many weeks has it been? Yeah. Like, 122 people have been killed by cops? Mm -hmm. That's fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's atrocious. And to your point earlier, and this is, my brother and I were talking about all this a couple weeks ago, and he was saying how his house got broken into once. He wasn't there. Everybody was safe. He just knew what happened. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to alert mm-hmm. the people or, like, yeah. you know, the area so that if they're keeping track. So he called the police station. Oh, you have to call 911. He said, I'm not calling 911. And yeah. she was like, well, it's an emergency. And he said, I never said it was an emergency. And my brother's like this brainiac so he was like no an emergency is xyz followed by whatever (laughs) (laughs) like schooled her essentially and she was like i mean you know she was like i don't make the rules unfortunately like you have to whatever but yeah to the if you're scared of what we're like police reform like you gotta think bigger picture here as opposed to these really small incidents so what you're seeing on tv of like criminal minds sure Mm -hmm. that's fucking fbi and but those are so all aren't even cops right (laughs) you know i mean like to you know i say i have been talking about this and you know again this is just my opinion and kind of like my theory on things is that um we we have people who say oh i like change and then we have people who say i hate change and i think really I think we all kind of have almost an equal amount of love for change and hate for change. It just depends upon what that thing is, right? And Mm, we could be on the lowest level. It could be you hate that, you know, your cereal changed in the morning. It could be you hate that construction you hit construction and it changed your route right and that could that could piss you off or you could just be like, oh cool, whatever, change. I changed my route today. You you know, and so like when we look at people who are reacting in these ways to the words abolish the police or even defund the police, mm-hmm. um, people are showing their true fear for change. And they don't know. I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about, um, you know, recently, I think it's been, it's been a huge topic of talking about anger and it not being a true emotion. It's actually a react. It's a reaction to, to secondary, to emotion. secondary, it's a secondary emotion. Right. Yeah. So, you know, is it a reaction to fear? I haven't yeah. heard this, but right. yeah, that makes sense. But it's right. not like a, it's not a, a 
first reaction thing. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, when you get angry, there's always like this underlying reason, yeah. you know, why. So if people are reacting in anger to, okay, I, I scream out, abolish the police. And there's someone that comes up to me at the protest, fuck you. Da, 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 da. I'm like, whoa, yeah. you yeah. have something going on there yeah. that yeah. you're you're like, are you fearful? I don't know. I'm not going to prescribe you feelings. But there's something underlying there that is getting you to, to lash out on me just because I said something and you're not even asking me questions to clarify. You right. don't you don't want to know more. You don't you're not even seeking the information. So I think when we have to when we're looking at all of these things, we have to understand that people have a huge fear of change and a lot of times out of that fear results or results anger, right? Right. So I, I think that is kind of akin to like to make it a smaller instance and like relatable more relatable to our everyday life is like when you're in a relationship and your partner spouse whatever doesn't put away the dishes and you start getting in a fight about the dishes it's not about the fucking dishes it's not it's never about yeah. the fucking dishes this is not about the dishes right this is about a bigger picture yes we're afraid of talking about 100% because in those moments you're afraid of talking about what's really bothering you right so it's a safe place it's a safe place for you to yell about this one thing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah totally and I also think that comes from like you look at I don't know I'm thinking about like why people are fearful of change I think people fear also that like it'll get worse for them totally 100% they fear like they fear for they're like we can't go anywhere because it's only going to get worse 100% and some a lot of times they can't verbalize that Mm because they like then there would be an admission that things aren't great but I think a lot of the anger we see towards protesters and towards people being like, defund the police, demilitarize the police, let's fucking change the system, yeah. is like, it's only going to get worse. You need to sit down. Yes, and, yeah. and also, like, it's not even just about the people who are against the protesters and what we say. It's the protesters themselves, right? The protesters are angry. So where is that anger coming from? That's coming from you know fear that's coming from not being heard for hundreds of years throughout our ancestry um for those who are listening who don't know me i'm biracial my dad is black and my mom is white i don't speak for all black people i don't speak for all white people i don't speak for all biracial people but you know there's anger with protesters and Mm -hmm. there's people black people are angry black people are tired and the thing is is when i say that like, people go, oh, tired. Yeah, like, that thing that I feel before I'm going to sleep. No. no Black no. people are tired. And yeah. and I, myself, being, you know, white presenting and having that privilege of my skin being white, I don't even fully understand how tired black people are. I don't live the same life that my dad lives. But I will tell you this. When I'm protesting, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. And where is that anger coming out of? I can tell you right now, fear. Because, you know, and excuse me if I get a little bit of emotional right now, but it's like... What do you think, like, it feels, I've been saying this, it feels like more of a when, not an if, that I'm going to get a call that my dad or my brother or my uncle or my best friend um, was murdered by the police. It feels like a when, not an if. So yes, I am fearful. And when I'm out in the streets, I have bouts of anger because it's coming from fear. Yeah. And that's the thing is like I can admit one hundred percent, and and I can like I can sit here and admit that, but we have this whole entire um, you know misunderstanding about so many people because we're not diving into where this anger is coming from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if we could just start there, I mean you know that's not the only place to start. That's not the only place where we can start. But if we just start there, I think that there'd be so much more understanding on both sides. Yeah, you know and saying? I think that goes back to towards the beginning of our conversation where we were talking about your education and just education in general is nobody understands where this fear is coming from because nobody was ever taught about 100% where right. the fear absolutely originated right. essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like police brutality didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like at this all. isn't new. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Fucking Apple, like us being able to film it on our phones is new. Yeah. Absolutely. That's 100%. It. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, that's another thing too is like I um, I didn't know where police, where the idea of police came from until I was in college. But even Wait, then. I don't know. Where, where does the so, idea So like policing really was born after, you know, slavery quote unquote ended. And it was mm-hmm. to round up the slaves that were yeah. in, 
that's acting up. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's where policing was really for them to trap the black. Yeah, like were there police yeah. during the fucking Revolutionary War? You know what? That's a great question. I don't know for sure because they may have they may have called it something different. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like trying to visualize if that even exists, but was it just like self policing? Also, you know, that's something that you'd think we would learn about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, hmm. But you know, like, yeah, we learn where our laws come from. We don't learn where our law enforcement comes from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know, like my even what I learned in college when we were doing it was intro to policing. That was the class. And it was like, the book started, you know, this year, blah, 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 blah. This is what police used to do. And, I, and this is what they were called and yada, yada, yada. But even then, it really didn't highlight all the things that I've learned now. Yeah. That are that are yeah. out there to learn. You know, these yeah. things aren't like, they're not like mysterious. To, they're not mysterious, <laughs> but you definitely have to like be the one to go and look for them. Yes. Especially like, again, also as a white person, don't speak for all white people, but also white people are not doing this like nat- like we're not talking about it around our dinner table 100% not yeah. growing up at least like that's not a conversation right and yeah. like which is insane like if you think about american history if you are an american family and you haven't talked about race that's fucking crazy because mm-hmm. like as soon as you just like crack it a little it's like that's this whole country yeah everything is about race mm-hmm. and that's you know to go on your point of talking about race with your family I feel like growing up, we had a very much so education of we don't see color. Oh, you know, which is so fucking and flawed. But at the time, we don't see, yeah. understand why that's right. And this is an example of I like worship my parents. I had a very good upbringing, and they educated me in the things that I thought I needed to be educated in. But I don't remember having a conversation with them about race until high school. Mm-hmm. And albeit it was because we were never experiencing issues, Mm -hmm. but that's where now these things within the past X amount of years are coming to light. And I'm like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like this wasn't happening in my little bubble. Right. right. And there was no malice in my bubble. Mm -hmm. So to then be exposed to it as essentially an adult is like kind of jarring and, you know, jolts you back a little emotionally and, if you aren't apt to seek out education, like that's because I'm the person that I am and my parents are the people that they are and I got lucky in a way. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if I should say lucky, but like imagine being in a scenario where you don't have that mindset essentially mm-hmm. is what it comes down of, like, to. Like you're capable and of that's what I where I feel like we're meeting roadblocks with people right now is they're not opening they don't know how to critical think. They don't know how to open their minds. Mm-hmm. And there are these roadblocks. Um, my question for you, Brittany, is, is so you're very heavily involved in the Black Lives Matter movement and protesting. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of talk about your role within that or what you've been doing in forefronting? Yeah, totally. I mean, um, within, you know, the recent murders of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, I haven't been doing any, like, like this protest was organized by Brittany Shanta. Sure. You know, yeah, like yeah. I, I have been doing a lot of, you know, coalition building, I guess, if sure. you will. I, I kind of hate that word <laughs> because nonprofits always love to say that shit. I was like, it's really buzzwordy. <laughs> it's so buzzwordy. And like, especially white nonprofits love oh, to say oh. that shit. That's a bullet point on everybody's sure. uh, uh, responsibilities list. Yeah. Building, coalition building. Yeah. Like, you'll, as a project manager, you'll be responsible for, like, you know, so I kind of hate it, but, um, (laughs) it is what it is. I said it, but, um, yeah, so, you know, I've been trying to, um, work with as many people as I can, and I've been doing a lot of, you know, showing up to the protest and, and bringing water, acting as a medic, um, being on front lines, calling chants, um, Doing a lot of, I think, more of the physical work right now than the the planning and the behind the scenes work. Um, well, you need people to show up. So yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you know, whereas um, last year and the year before, I was doing, you know, um, Antoine Rose the second was murdered here in, in Pittsburgh, and I was doing a lot more of the of both actually of like background, you know, 
behind the scenes organizing and, you know, doing the physical work, leading and stuff like that. Were you in that video? Were you in, like, Mad Max? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that video of you. Yeah, like, yeah. There we go. Yo, yeah, that was wild. That was a wild yeah. night. I have so yeah. many stories from that night. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, that's that's kind of been my role lately, you know. Um, but, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, but you, so you've been an activist more so for since... Was Antoine Rose kind of like your jumping in a, point, in a or... way, I think, you know, like right out of college, I, I started with environmental activism. Okay. You know, like I went to Philadelphia for the climate march like three years in a row okay. and spoke and sang there. Um, and there was like, I think, I think in the, in the beginning, I was trying to pair a lot of my art with activism. And I still do. But I think I was going to places that I felt supported in, which is, you know, I think honestly quite normal. Um, So, you know, I had a lot of environmental activism songs. And so I was often asked to perform in those spaces where we're talking about fracking and we're, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, global warming in general, climate change in general. So um, my role kind of shifted with getting involved with One Hood. Um, I had an album that came out that was that was called Labels, and it was all about the labels that I, that are attached to me, you know, being biracial and the things that have been said to me growing up. And um, uh, Jasiri X of One Hood was was at that performance, and he was like, "Hey, yo, we need to talk about getting you into One Hood." And um, you know, through that, I think that opened up more of that acceptance within you know that type of activism role. And so I've stepped more towards in Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, other social justice issues as well. But um, I'm, I'm less doing environmental activism right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that the people listening who don't know what One Hood is. So from my understanding, One Hood is a lot of Pittsburgh-based artists, but also has been super active in the mm-hmm. activist community. So what is your, I mean, like, I've gathered this through knowing you and knowing One Hood, but I actually don't have, like, I don't know exactly what One Hood is. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, it's pretty much what you said. It's a nonprofit organization uh, built of artists and activists, and a lot of us call ourselves um, artivists. So, like, we just, you know, combine the two titles together. Um, it's It's not, like, mandatory that your music is social justice related for you to be involved in One Hood. That's not really... Um, you know, criteria for you to be involved. Um, I think, you know, what it comes down to is like socially conscious artists. And um, we're there to be a collective, to be together, you know, hence one hood. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it says in the name. Yeah. Like, we're all together. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, So you've been in the game for a while. And we, so I know personally that within the past, has it been a month since? George mm-hmm. Floyd, mm-hmm. Um, almost. Yeah, I. I mean, I. It's not to crazy. not to imagine if you lost a family member. It's only been like a month. Yeah, this. not to you know, not harp my fiddle. That is not the fucking. What is it? I don't know. I, I don't know. Play but not to yeah. Play the mini violin. I don't Aww. know. Yeah. I just thought of that yeah. SpongeBob <laughs> scene. <laughs> but I know it's been a tough month for people generally but also people who struggle with anxiety and Mm, depression and um as a person who is actively becoming more conscious and actively fighting more it's been really hard Mm -hmm. so I can only imagine what five plus years consistently fighting has felt like Mm -hmm. and so how do you feel like you kind of keep I mean, I know that the fire is lit in me and that's, you can throw water on it and it's not going away. Mm-hmm. But to, with that said, mm-hmm. that's not five years. How do you feel like you kind of keep your fire going and not letting up and just continuing to fight with, you know, um, it's, it's not, empty's not the word, but just like, it's not frivolous or it doesn't become like... Um, normal and yeah. like the what's like the word? stagnant monotonous okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. stagnant okay. yeah 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 um yeah I kind of I feel like I have like a couple things on that <laughs> um I mean first and foremost I am the worst person to 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 ask for well 
let's, I'm not the worst person to ask for self-care tips because it's just the fact that I don't take care of myself. You know what I mean? And, like, that's just that. Like, I think we're all guilty about that. So I, just, yeah. I just yeah. do not take care of myself. Um, and that's something that I've been actively trying to work on is, is prioritizing me um, and not feeling guilty for it. Yeah. And it's, it's wild because, and that's why I say I'm not the worst person to ask because I know the things that I should be doing to take care of myself. And it's not just bubble baths. Um, <laughs> I thought they cured everything. Yeah. <laughs> if if you have a bath bomb, if you have a bath bomb, yeah, um, a bath face mask, and you're good to go. Right. So, <laughs> so you know, off. like I I essentially know the steps, um, but what I think what keeps me going is is uh, quite honestly is fear, and, and yeah. because I fear for the day that I get a call that my dad or my brother is murdered by the police and so I just I'm constantly like damn like I still have not processed um Antoine Rose's murder and all of the protesting that followed that I was involved in yeah I still have not processed it mostly mostly the decision after the trial because seeing Miss Michelle Antoine's mother step out of the courthouse and to see the look on her face and us not even know what the verdict is i could tell by the look on her face what it was and i will never forget that look and i still have not processed that night because i was so overcome with emotion but it was immediately like swallow this shit we're protesting we're shutting these streets down so i still haven't processed that but what keeps me going is like i have to keep going because if i don't I have to keep going until I don't have that fear of getting that phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that's what it does. That's what does it for me. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, I think really relatable for many people. But we also have a lot of white people out in the streets. You know what I mean? And that's great. Um, and I'd love to talk about allies versus accomplices later. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but, but um, you know, we have a lot of white people out in the streets who will never have that fear of getting that phone call, okay? Even if they have a black friend, right? Okay, yeah, you love your friend, I hear you. It is just very different. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very different, um, you know? And I just, I think that that's what keeps me going because yeah. anytime there's a conflict in me where I'm like, I probably shouldn't protest today I should probably just take a day off and turn my phone off and watch Netflix. There's just this immense amount of like, nah, bitch. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a it's really a push and pull. And that's the thing is that like that could get boiled down. There's a lot of activists that would be like, Brittany, uh, no, it's not nah, bitch. You need to take care of yourself. Take that day to watch Netflix. There's pe- there's activists who would tell me that, you know, yeah. and like. I just can't though. Yeah. I just can't. I don't have that in me right now to just chill. And I don't judge anybody who chills. I don't. The things that I do judge is the the all talk no walk. And I don't mean that everybody has to get out on the streets because if you think about it, if every single person got on the streets, who's going to bail us out when we get arrested for some <laughs> dumbass shit? Also true. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I was just going to ask you about that because I also feel like, okay, there is street activism. There is gathering together. There is that. But there's also, I mean, I also want your opinion on this. There is writing letters. There's writing emails. There's making phone calls. There mm-hmm. is making art. There is refusing to go to work to a, yeah. for a certain person. Like, I think activism looks different for different people mm-hmm. and that's necessary and it's good. Yeah. Um, are there point like for protesting in the street? I want to hear from you who does it a lot. What do you feel like? Why that's your mode of activism? I mean, you know, a lot of it is like I'm angry. Yeah, like there's like that's the easiest way to. You know show what it. I mean? I mean, yeah. like, because I think I think I think I struggle with this. I can't speak for mm-hmm. anyone. I feel like I struggle with this with like I believe in activism. I believe in like gathering mm-hmm. to protest something and like you're more powerful as a group but i also think like maybe it's cynical of me that our elected leaders listen to 
like people coming into a town hall or emails or whatever it is totally. more so than they listen to pro- protesters. Totally, totally, totally. So I like I, I waver because I've been to both and I'm just like then I'm like I'm not do I want to go with this? How do I spend my time? Mm-hmm. What is what's most productive? You know what? Like yeah. I really try not to um, come at other activists for for how they approach protests because um, I think that there is positives positive outcomes from any type of protesting but what I believe is that there's some protests where you're just shouting in the streets yeah and maybe the goal of that is just to build awareness you know I mean we've passed apartment buildings where people are coming out on their balconies like what's going on and I looked up and I started chanting join us and they said one second they came down yeah what, you know like, what I mean? Yeah, so like that's powerful. a goal. That's that that could be the goal of your protest is just awareness, just yeah. building awareness and having yeah. more people join your movement. Cool. If you reach that goal, you reach that goal. I am one of those people where I like to have demands and goals, and I don't want to stop protesting until the demands and the goals are met. Right. So if you look at what we did with the Antoine Rose protest. Oh, you don't wanna um, you don't wanna take our demands of you know uh, swapping out the judge or or X Y Z you know whatever it is about the trial, bet we're gonna get the judge's address and we're gonna protest outside the judge's house and your ass ain't gonna relax today on yeah. your day off on your Saturday mm-hmm. with your kids because you're not gonna be able to talk in your house because we're so loud outside. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? That changes shit really quick. It's true. You know what I'm saying? And I so think that's like, like, that is a point to, I'm sorry, you're good. but like that is a point to people who are like, why are you doing this? It's not changing laws. But it's like, people are still people and you can figure out like, I think. A butterfly effect in a way. There's that, mm-hmm. but there's also yeah. like, protesting isn't just, we're marching in the street with no idea. Like when it's like aimed and targeted and like with goals. Yeah. Like, yes, it does become very productive. Mm-hmm. I very much agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, like there's these goals and there's these objectives that you can have, and again, I'm not stomping on any activists who who don't believe in having a list of demands when they go out to protest. Do you think? You know what I mean? I think that, um, I, I do believe that the revolution is not televised. I do believe that. You yeah. know, the things that we see on TV is not really what's happening. We've already learned this. Yeah, if you I think everybody who, like, <laughs> especially everyone in our fucking generation who doesn't have cable or shit, they're like, yeah, yeah. Not, not, <laughs> right. fucking matter. You the revolution is not televised. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, shit. I mean, the people who are televising the revolution are getting attacked. You know what I mean? Like, the police mm-hmm. are shooting the cameramen. So, yeah. So, the, tele- the, the, the revolution is not televised. And, I, I, you know, I just think that there are, there are roles and there's comfortability and there's vulnerability and there's disabilities. You know, we can't have everybody out in the street. Yeah. I and mean, that's, especially right now. And that's like, real. You yeah, know what I mean? And, yeah. like... Um, it, there has, there has to be, you know, like, I don't want to say a happy medium because that's what we've been doing all these years and happy medium doesn't Happy work. medium stay, keeps the status quo. Yes. Like if you, yes. if everybody compromises on what they're willing to do, then nothing is ever going to fucking Absolutely. Change. And we see that yeah. with our mayor right now with that whack-ass, uh, response to those demands. Um, what was his response? Sometimes I check out because I get really overwhelmed and I'm sorry. I'm just living in my listen, life a little bit. Listen, yeah. listen. <laughs> He does the classic, like, we're here for you, but yeah. actually, he yeah. did the same I shit did. with the climate, like, the climate yeah. protest that happened every fucking Friday, and he was like, yeah, we'll hear you, we, we will like meet with you, but actually, like, this is why we're not going to do any of it. like, the pizza party on, like, your complaint. Yeah. yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, that's so sad, here's yeah. a photo op. It's yeah. basically yeah. like, he basically came out, I'm not going to get on this too much, because it's, I can tell you, we don't need to go down the wormhole, yeah. You know, he understand. was, he just basically was just like, I hear your demands. And I respect them, but I won't do anything about it. <laughs> and I did this for the LGBTQ community, and I did this for the black community, and I did this and this and this, which actually really isn't anything. You want to have command? When's he done? Let's yeah. turn him up. Let's yeah. Campaign starts now. Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> if I'm mayor, some wild shit's happening <laughs> in this city, all right? I need some in the country Listen, so <laughs> some wild there shit. There was a bear in my neighborhood last week. Yes, I, yes, there was. Uh-huh. There was a bear just sitting at the reservoir in Highland Park, chilling, having, having a drink. By the way, someone made 
a bear in Hi- the Highland Park Bear Twitter account, and they followed me, and what? I said, that is, is the highlight of my 2020. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was, like, the first, I was, like, one of their first, like, 70 follow- or follows, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was, like, yo. Yeah. Listen, history. History. <laughs> right. it, that, that's the, the highlight of my 2020, there. and that's how you know how much 2020 sucked. Yeah. Um, but, I got followed by a bear, and it was the best part yeah. of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's <was laughs> fact. Grandma, what'd you do in 2020? Yeah. Well, a bear followed me. Yeah. On Twitter. Online. Online. What's yeah. Twitter? Yeah. What's Twitter. Well, we used to have the internet, but then everything in the infrastructure, we just tore it out. So. <laughs> <laughs> now we live in this yeah. cave, okay? Yeah. <laughs> What for people who are listening? Like you know what? Forward. I'm sorry. Was that an answer to your question? What, what was, was the question? question? Your question was <laughs> your question was you know like how do you keep the fire? Yeah. Yes. And I like realize in retrospect like that sounds like kind of very rudimental and like but it I feel like it is kind of the reality of where we are now where mm. a lot of people are just waking up and yeah. I'm seeing it happen live on. Instagram where two weeks ago Everyone's everybody was shit. posting 15 stories mm-hmm. a day. Mm-hmm. Now I can't rely on more than two people to post 100% about yeah. anything. Think, so I, I mean think I, this yeah. is like white people for the first time recognizing the like weight and energy that mm-hmm. all of this takes. And yeah, people are like tapping out because they can't and then, like, then it's like I hesitate mm-hmm. to say I need to find a, a different word for scary, but it has been very admittedly, like, it, heavy on me. And I said this last time that we talked that I was so ignorant for so long. By mm-hmm. no means was I racist, but I was not anti-racist mm-hmm. in a way. I mean, yeah. I'd fight for if I saw something happening, mm-hmm. but I was not actively fighting. Right. So right. it's been you know, heavy to admit that and mm-hmm. work with that. Right. But that's just one compartmentalized of myself that I'm like, fucking deal with it. I talked to my therapist for about it for an hour. Mm-hmm. I don't think she said one fucking word. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> like it's so, yeah. it's so <laughs> wild you say that. It's so and wild. then, you know, I carried on my merry way mm-hmm. and continued to have hard conversations with people mm-hmm. and reach out to my black friends and make sure that they feel supported yeah. and that we are fighting mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. So that's the like kind of scary reality that I feel right now is that two weeks ago I feel like there was this huge fire under a lot of my white friends' mm-hmm. ass mm-hmm. and it's slowly dwindling. And mm-hmm. I, maybe do you have, I mean, the obvious advice is to, Go light their ass on fire. I mean, you know, I say this. I said it from the start. I said, if you're with the shits, be with the shits. Yeah. You know, and like that's not that's not. I'm not saying that to invalidate people's feelings. Like your feelings of of being scared and being like shit. I haven't been actively anti-racist for all these years. What the fuck was I doing? Those feelings are valid. But you said it. Go talk to your therapist about that shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. figure that shit out. You know, keep it keep it away from your black friends because yeah. it ain't your black friends, you know, responsibility. Uh-uh. So, you know, yeah. take that shit to your therapist, work it out, yeah, and do what you can in the meantime until you get back up to the point where the fire can be under your ass again. I mean, we, we have to realize, too, is that a lot of people see this as a trend. A lot yeah. of people see this as yeah. a trend. A I mean, point. if you look at anything that we have been subjected to, Remember the black Nike socks everyone was wearing, you know, in high school and shit? I don't know. Okay, yeah. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? I don't know when y'all went to high school. But <laughs> We're not I'm that old, know. okay? Shit, I don't fucking know. Listen, but, <laughs> but you know, like, that trend has, has gone away. No one fucking wears high-top blacky Nike socks. I mean, not really. So, like, there's, there's things that people see as trends and will treat them as such. We saw someone down the first day of protesting in Pittsburgh. We saw someone downtown, um, a, a white dude, said, hey, bro, hold my phone, gave his phone to his homie, oh. dipped his hand into the, the there was a, um, a big-ass plant, you know, in a, in a pot, dipped his hand into the soil, rubbed the soil in his hair, I swear to God, rubbed the soil in his hair, asked someone to borrow their Black Lives Matter sign, took the sign, said, bro, take a picture for the gram. Seriously. Seriously, this is out there. This is out there. And you know what? Guess what? He may not be a cop, but he's an infiltrator. Get him out. 
I can I, if if that was my protest, you're getting kicked the fuck out. You're done. Yeah. You're done. Because all, yeah, no, because like we don't need um disingenuine people for the movement. No movement has been made with disingenuous, unpassionate ass no people ever. No. Ever. So, you know, like this it's, isn't for clout. It at all. So, no. you know what I mean? So like that's the thing is that like white people, you know, we have white guilt going on. We got um we got um uh white fragility going on we got so we have so many things you know what i mean happening at once and kind of for a lot of people like you said being discovered all of a sudden and that's real and i'm not going to say that that's not real but also look just just continuously i say try to put your yourself in black people's shoes and indigenous people's shoes this these feelings that you're feeling have been felt for hundreds of years. Yeah. Generational trauma mm-hmm. is real, you know? So, like, I'm not saying that this has to be a trauma battle, you know, but, you know, and and there has to be, you know, this type of, um, you know, competition between it. Yeah. But we can, we can say, okay, that's real, and that's valid, and are you with the shits? Yeah, you know, people have been feeling this way for yeah. centuries. You're either with it or you're yeah. not. Yeah. And it's uh, back to the idea, like it's not a trauma battle. Like you, you experience that personally is one thing, and absolutely you should deal with it, and that's there and like very real. But like that was the time to step up. Are we a community? Are we here for each other? Mm-hmm. Are we actually going to try and move forward and become the America that we said we were going to be but never have been? Yes. Like, do you yeah. believe in that? Because if you believe in that, like keep going and it's hard and I think it's like very uncomfortable yes well like people are saying you know there's white people who are saying abolish police fuck yeah defund the police blah 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 blah. but then I'm wondering like bro have you thought about honestly have you been honest with yourself if my $2,000 brand new Mac laptop got stolen what would you do have you thought about that? Because if you thought about that and your answer was, I'd call the police, you ain't for abolishing the police. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. You have right. to be with the shits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is, it's the same thing about um, giving money to these companies who have supported Trump. This is yeah. nothing new. Sure. Why are we, yeah. why are people yeah. saying, yo, go support Lowe's instead of Home Depot now? It took George Floyd to get killed for you to say, oh, uh, Home Depot gives Trump, Trump money. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. Is the extra 12-minute drive for you such an inconvenience to go support Lowe's? I had this exact, (laughs) exact conversation with my dad this weekend. Mm -hmm. Because we were talking about, I mean, we both like garden and we're buying plants. And he obviously loves Home Depot because he's a 65-year-old man. (laughs) But he also, like, very much fucking hates Trump. Right. And is for Black Lives Matter. But he also is a 65-year-old white man. And so there's, like, that. There's, like, conversations to be had. That being said, we were talking about this, and he was like, I had to drive this other Home Depot, because he's been going to Home Depot since he was 30. And I was like, Dad, Home Depot, this is how I got him, where like, Home Depot gives so much money to Trump. And he was like, they do. And I was like, and Lowe's is like a black-owned business, and it's like one of the only black-owned businesses on the Fortune 500, and like, they're the same, basically, fucking store. Yeah, just like, like go to this one. And yeah. he's like, I just, I just didn't know. He like sat with it, and yeah. like, yeah, it takes a lot, and it's like fucking insane that it's taking this long. But yes. At least we're here now. At least it's not taking another five years. And again, this goes right back to the fear of change. Yeah. Because people's little... To change your route. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh... Yeah, but what's another five minutes in the car? Yo, facts, facts. But this is the thing is like... And and I'm going to be done with this topic after this. Um, (laughs) You mean the topic we asked you to come here and talk about? (laughs) You're hilarious. (laughs) The Home Depot topic. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, people will, all right, so back on track. So a lot of people, you know, after the death of Antoine Rose, after the murder of Antoine Rose, were so confused about why we shut down the highway. People were like, why the highway? Do they really have to get the, do they really have to be on the highway? Why? It disrupts streams of money. Mm -hmm. Think about that. And especially at the time that it was done, lots of delivery trucks, 
lots of, you know, I mean, like, we're talking about so many businesses, right? We had, like, there were tractor trailers on the highway that were paused for, I, I can't remember the exact time. I want to say six hours, but I can't remember the exact time. So that disrupts money streams. When you disrupt someone's money stream, they listen. Yeah. It's and the only fucking thing that people listen to. It's the, it you got to understand people keep people keep saying like fuck capitalism blah 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 well if you're saying fuck capitalism you also got to know how to work with capitalism and to work it you got to disrupt the fucking money yeah right so if you're saying abolish the police uh fuck trump etc etc whatever and you're going to home depot and you're like, ah, but, you know, I'm only buying this $15, you know, master lock, you know, for my backyard gate. That really isn't doing nothing. <sighs> you're not disrupting the money stream. Yeah. And, yeah, your $15, you know, isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to make them turn around and be like, sorry, you know, yeah. sorry yeah. for donating to Trump. Yeah. But if right. everyone thinks like you, then, yes, it will. You yeah. know, and we can, we can apply this to so many different situations. But you have to, again, if you're with the shits, be with the shits. Stop being talk, talk, talk and no action. You know, I'm sorry it's a little five extra minute inconvenience for you. I'm sorry that it's a change that you're not comfortable with. But, you know, just as our favorite coffee shop closing down that we go to every fucking day, guess what? You find a new one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like true. And also, like, oh, I had something I was going to say while we were in the middle of this. I thought it would get back to me by the time I finished that sentence. Son of a bitch. We're doing well, guys. I know. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you talk about um, ally versus accomplice? Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm again, I'm going to start out by saying I am not an expert on this. There is so much to be said about ally versus accomplice. But this is the first time hearing of it, so it's already like... Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm going to do my fucking research, you know? A lot of people are pushing this like, yo, we need a white allies, white allies. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And that's cool. An ally is someone who, you know, someone comments something racist on my post or homophobic on my post. And you swoop in and you're like, hey, bro, here's some education. You try to educate them and they're not having it. So then you're just like, then you throw out a couple insults on them and it's funny. Yeah. Um, boom. That's an ally, right? Sure. An accomplice is... A, a, a white accomplice is someone who puts their body on the line. Their entire body on the line. Um, have you heard of a de-arrest? A de-arrest? A de-arrest. Oh, when they start to arrest somebody and a white person gets in front of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, arrest a black person. Yes, yes. So there is, unfortunately my phone just died, but there is a, like a... Um, an infographic slide that's going around Instagram right now about how uh, to perform a de-arrest. And it, 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 in like, there's videos of this, uh, yeah, current videos from different cities uh, of protests happening, and it works. It's and it wild. works. Because if you are a person that has your identity concealed and your tattoos covered, and you perform a de-arrest, they ain't finding your ass from the cameras. Like, they're just not, right? Yeah. So, um... That's an accomplice, right? Yeah. So a person is so a black person is getting arrested. Uh, four white people come up and basically just like like karate chop the cops arms that are like taking the person in and you just completely just block them from touching the black person and the black person can run away. Right. So that's that's like performing a DRS. There's so much more to it than that. I am giving a summary. But <laughs> that is that is an accomplice. You are putting your body directly in line. That's what we need more of. Yeah. That's we don't need more white allies. There's there's thousands, there's millions of white allies. There's mm -hmm. million, like cool like you came at a troll on my post like I appreciate it and like you know especially if there's a little insult at the end once they aren't willing to be educated love it but um, <laughs> <laughs> only if they aren't willing to be educated that's when I that's when I love the insults um, but you know like that takes a special person to be an accomplice. But that's what we need to be promoting right now, is is more accomplice. And that's I think you know a de arrest is um, is you know I think on the more extreme side of example of what an accomplice can be. 
um, because we've seen we've seen there's a video of I forget what what city it was in, but um, there is a, a a black man that's uh, giving some sort of like testimony at like a city hall. And that woman is yes. shopping online. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh no, no, I was talking about that one, but that's that oh, is that, a whole other story. Yeah, yeah that's that a whole other story. Yeah. 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 Yikes. Yeah. Um, but now there's this one where this black man is giving like like a, a a verbal accounts. You know, I don't know what they call it in that city. You know, it's it's it could be different. Um, but he's just basically like speaking on things, and um, he's like talking for a really long time. And there's officers that are moving in to like arrest him to get him out of city hall. And the, there's these three white women badass bitches they come up and they just make a whole thing like a whole like you know barrier around him and let him to keep talking and they start telling the cops like no you're not no what the fuck are you arresting him for right yeah Yeah. Yeah. so i might have seen that yeah Yeah. and so you know that's an accomplice yes you know what i'm saying like that's an and that's what we need more of we need more people who are willing because like the reality of it is is that if if a white person gets arrested they're just gonna have a different experience than a black person yeah. getting arrested it's just it's facts yeah. it's facts so like even if that even if that holding is only for 12 hours that 12 hours is gonna save be saved somebody's life yes yes that and also just like even if it didn't escalate that 12 hours is is lived completely different for a black person and it right. that has been proven with the recent arrests that happened here in pittsburgh um from the East Liberty protest, mm-hmm. I have had a white friend who got arrested tell me that her and all the um, all the other like white women and white femmes or non-binary white people were held in the same cell, and the black men were separated and held in individual cells. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? About, like, if you're really with this movement and you want like actual change to happen, white people getting arrested gets a lot of different attention from different sources mm-hmm. than black people getting getting arrested. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the fucking reason that, like, I mean, we, we could go back to, like, systemic racism and why there's policing in black neighborhoods and why things go down and, like, bails are set at certain amounts and mm-hmm. they don't Red get paid lighting. and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But white people getting arrested also brings in their families because, like, now they're set for bail. Mm-hmm. And now their families give a fuck. Why mm-hmm. were you arrested? Mm-hmm. And then they start getting, like, it, like it's a trickle effect. The only yeah. fucking trickle-down shit that will, like, maybe work in America. Right, right. <laughs> like, no, it's facts. So, yeah, it's, so yeah. that's, so that's like, that's, like, you know, a very summarized version of a de-arrest uh, uh, de- and uh, a very summarized version of an ally versus an accomplice that, yeah. you know, there are endless examples there, I think, uh, of what that can mean. And I just think people need to start, I think white people need to start educating themselves on the difference between an ally and accomplice and make the decision, you know. And I'm not saying everybody can be an accomplice. I'm not saying that, but we need more. Yeah. We need more. And the, the way to get more is for people to educate themselves on how to be an accomplice and then make that decision if they're going to do that. And realistically, like, we can talk about this outside of the realm of, like, protesting and putting yourself on the line for being arrested. Within the workplace, yes. putting yourself on the line. Putting yes. yourself on the line where else it would be somebody else in the black community who continue to have to put themselves on the 100%. line. 100%. Like, if you step in there, that's, like additionally like you you're continuing that absolutely and that's a part of community too because Mm -hmm. let's say if some shit's happening at your workplace you stand up for a black person and both of y'all get fired guess what there's gofundme and if you built your community and you're genuine person you're gonna be supported you'll be fine you'll be good don't don't worry about your income don't worry about paying rent you'll be fine trust me (laughs) trust me you'll be okay all right (laughs) you'll be all right i'm painting the streets rainbow every street every street Street. We're done with every fucking street. Every street is fucking rainbow. It's gonna look like that fucking Mario Kart track in this bitch. Guys, <laughs> the bar is gonna be a nightmare. Yeah. Actually, no more cars. Just go karts. Just go karts. So you already know. You already know. Oh, I love it. Uh, it seems like I mean that's a great stopping point for us. Okay, yeah. we can keep talking about this forever. Yeah, totally. But um. We really appreciate you being here, and I think this was one of our more, like, riveting, informative, just chock-full-of-information episodes, and yeah. I 
just think that you are amazing and I hope that you keep doing what you're doing and keeping your heart filled with what you're doing. Thank you. We need a bajillion more people like you, but (laughs) having you as mayor will do. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. For now, it'll be okay. Swear to God, y'all think I'm fucking around. Everything, every single street (laughs) is rainbow. All the money that we take from the police force, we're just going to use for paint for the fucking street. (laughs) Swear. Yeah. Uh, but real side, also hopefully we can do this again in two years when we no longer have a police department and be like, oh, remember when we were fighting for this shit? No, yeah. that's fun. And we have a different risk. The dream. And we have a different president. Yeah. It's the dream. Oh, totally. It'll be a totally different world. Keep It'll dreaming. be a different world no matter what. But yeah. 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 Totally. Thank well, you. thank you. Yeah. And thank you for having to me. those who listened. Yeah. Uh, I'm Alex sometimes. I'm... I'm Jill pretty much on percent of the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you. Cheers. And cheers to Ed. Yeah. Yay. Yay.